Section 7 of Aids to Forensic Medicine and Toxicology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David Lawrence. Aids to Forensic Medicine and Toxicology by W. G. Atkinson Robertson. Section 7. 29. Duration of pregnancy. The natural period of gestation is considered as 40 weeks, 10 lunar months, or 280 days. A medical witness would have to admit the possibility of gestation being prolonged to 300 days, and if this time were not very materially exceeded, it would be well to give the woman the benefit of the doubt. It may be mentioned that 300 days is the extreme limit fixed by the French and Scottish law. No fixed period is assigned in English or American law to the duration of pregnancy, though it is allowed that utero-gestation may be greatly prolonged. In a recent case decided, the Lord Chancellor accepted a case where it was alleged pregnancy had extended to 331 days. A child only five months old may live for a short time at all events. There is considerable difficulty in many cases in fixing the date of conception. The data from which it is calculated are the following. 1. Peculiar sensations attending conception, which are not sufficiently defined to be recognized by those conceiving for the first time. 2. Sensation of the catamenia. Other causes may, however, cause this, and, on the other hand, a woman may menstruate during the whole period of her pregnancy. This datum also gives a variable period and may involve an error of several days or a month, for the menses may be arrested by cold, etc., at one monthly period, and the woman become pregnant before the next. 3. The period of quickening. This, when perceived, which is not always the case, also occurs at variable periods from the 10th to the 26th week. 4. A single coitus. This does not, however, correspond to the time of fertilization. Several days may elapse before the spermatozoa meet with an ovum and fertilize it. In Scotland, a child born six months after marriage is legitimate, which is allowing an ample margin. 30. Viability of children. A child may be born alive, but may not be viable by which is meant that it is not endowed with a capacity for maintaining its life. Speaking generally, 180 days represents the lowest limit at which a child is viable, but prolonged survival under these circumstances is the exception. Many cases, however, have been recorded in which children born at six months have been reared. The signs of immaturity and maturity may be thus tabulated. Immaturity Center of body high, head disproportionate in size, membrana pupillaris present, testicles undescended, deep red color of parts of generation, intense red color, mottled appearance, and downy covering of skin, nails not formed, feeble movements, inability to suck, necessity for artificial heat, almost unbroken sleep, rare and imperfect discharges of urine and meconium, Closed state of mouth, eyelids, and nostrils. Maturity. Strong movements and cries as soon as born. Body clear, red color, 
coated with sebaceous matter. Mouth, nostrils, eyelids, and ears open. Skull somewhat firm, and fontanelle not far apart. Hair, eyebrows, and nails perfectly developed. Testicles descended. Free discharge of urine and meconium. Power of suction. Indicated by seizure of the nipple or a finger placed in the mouth. 31. Legitimacy. A child born in wedlock is presumed to have the mother's husband for its father. This may, however, be open to question upon the following grounds. Absence or death of the reputed father. Impotence or disease in the husband preventing matrimonial intercourse. Premature delivery in a newly married woman. Want of access. And the marriage of the woman again immediately on the death of her husband. In the last case, where either husband might have been the father, the child, at the age of twenty-one, is at liberty to select its father from the possible pair. A child born of parents before marriage is in Scotland rendered legitimate by their subsequent marriage. But in England the offspring remains illegitimate whether the parents marry or not after its birth. The offspring of voidable or invalid marriages may be made legitimate by application to the courts. There is a difference between being legitimate and lawfully begotten. A child born in wedlock is legitimate, but if the parents were married only a week previously, it could not have been lawfully begotten. The acts and rulings related to marriage and legitimacy are extremely complicated. It is not putting it too strongly to say that a very large number of people in this country who believe themselves to be legally married are not married at all, and that thousands of children who have not the slightest doubt as to their legitimacy are, in the eyes of the law, bastards. 32. Superfetation By superfetation is meant the conception, by a woman already pregnant, of a second embryo, resulting in the birth of two children at the same time, differing much in their degree of maturity, or in two separate births, with a considerable interval between. The possibility of the occurrence of superfetation has been doubted, but there are well-authenticated cases which countenance the theory of a double conception. It has been shown that the os uteri is not closed, as was once supposed immediately on conception. Should an ovum escape into the uterus, it may become impregnated a month or so after a previous conception. The most probable explanation is that the case has been one of twins, one being born prematurely, or, on the other hand, the uterus may have been double, and conception may have taken place in one cornu at a later period than in the other cornu. 33. Inheritance. In order to inherit, the child must be born alive, must be born during the lifetime of the mother, and must be born capable of inheriting. That is to say, monsters are incapable of inheriting. There is a mode of inheritance called tenancy by courtesy. When a man marries a woman possessed of an estate or inheritance, and has, by her, issue born alive in her lifetime, capable of inheriting her estate, in this case he shall, on the death of his wife, hold the lands for his life as tenant by the courtesy of England. The meaning of the words born alive in this instance is not the same as in cases of infanticide. In civil law any motion of the child's body, however slight, 
or the fact of it having been heard to cry by witnesses is held to be sufficient proof of the child having been born alive. It may die immediately afterwards, and it is not necessary that the child be viable. End of section 7 Recording by David Lawrence in Brampton, Ontario October 2009